0: We're going to be reading from the 22nd chapter of the book of Genesis and then the eighth chapter of the book of Romans Genesis 22 we're going to do a little reading from there and then one verse from the eighth chapter of the book of Romans hallelujah so turn there with me amen let us consider what thus saith the Lord some of you no doubt Members of the church, Bible students are familiar with this great story we will be expounding upon today. Genesis 22, beginning at verse 1, and the Bible says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go up yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. And laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jerah, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. From the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 32 reads such, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I'd like to use for a thought today, it should have been me. It should have been me. Many of us are familiar with Abraham, this great patriarch of the Old Testament. His story actually begins in chapter 12 where we read that God is speaking to him and the Lord told him to leave his family and his country. And to go to a land that he would show him. And the Lord made a promise to Abraham. In that third verse I believe it is of Genesis chapter 12. He told him that in him. shall all families. Of the earth be blessed. The promise that God made to Abraham. Was actually a messianic prophecy. For the Messiah would come through his loins. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a daughter of Abraham. And Jesus, the Christ, we might say the Messiah, would be the Savior of the world. For we read in John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is important for us, especially for those of us who know the Lord and the pardoning of our sins and the power of his resurrection, to remember when we reflect on the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, uh, remember that uh, those yelling, crucify him, crucify him, we're not the only ones responsible for his death. We too were guilty of condemning that innocent man. We too demanded that he be crucified. What we ought to remember is that he died for us. We were the sinners. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. He said, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so when I think about this great substitutionary death that Jesus died, all I can say to myself is it should have been me. Looking back here in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, the book that tells us so much about ourselves and our God and our experiences in this life. The Bible introduces us to a great and very notable character, Abraham, who would go on to be called the father of the faithful. Everyone that has faith in God is spiritually connected to this man. And so let's just go uh, verse by verse here for a little while in chapter 22.
1: The Bible says
0: that it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Let's make sure we understand what this means. This word tempt in the Hebrew uh, is talking about testing or trying. It is not talking about temptation to do evil, temptation to sin. James made that very clear in his New Testament writings when he said that God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any person, any man to sin. The Lord does not set you up for a fall. He does not introduce things into your life. That will cause you to be destroyed. James went on to say, but every man is tempted when he is uh, tempted uh, when he is uh, huh? drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And then he gave us a cycle of sin. Praise the Lord. Uh, and he finally says that when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Paul said, for the wages of sin is death. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so if we find ourselves in a situation that is contrary to the Lord and we're disobedient to God and we felt like we've been tempted and we got there somehow, a place where we shouldn't be, it is not the Lord that set us up. Amen. The problem is with us. There's something in us that still craves things that are not like God. And therefore, we need to ask the Lord to wash us and cleanse us and sanctify us. For those of us that are saved, we need to heed the word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, I believe, in verse 1. But it tells us, amen, to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So God here is testing Abraham. He is trying him. And many times these tests or these trials that we go through here is not for God's benefit, amen, but it is for our benefit. So we can see what is truly in us because we have a tendency sometimes to practice denial and act like what is, is not. And if we find anything in us that is not like the Lord, it needs to be dealt with, it needs to be eliminated, it needs to be Subjugated to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. <coughs> and so God tempted Abraham in that sense. And the Bible says that God told Abraham, Take your son, your only son, Isaac. Now somebody said, well, he had another son, Ishmael. And that is true. He did have another son whose name was Ishmael. But over the process of time, God was separating Abraham. A man unto himself. The first separation, as we read, was, uh, as I told you about in Genesis 12, was get up and leave your family and leave your country. He separated him from his surroundings. Uh, and then, amen, he separated him from his idea or his plans as to how uh, the plan of God would come to fruition in his life. Those of you that know the story, eventually, Ishmael, amen, the son that was born of his wife's servant, Hagar, would be expelled, praise the Lord. Because God told Abraham, "In all, uh, all nations of the earth are going to be blessed through your seed. But Sarah, his wife, was barren. She couldn't have children. And they were getting along in years. And so she figured, well... God must mean for me to give you my servant Hagar, the Egyptian woman, and uh, let you have a child by her. This must be God's plan. We always get ourselves in trouble when we start thinking for the Lord. Amen. His word is just what it is. He means just what he says. Let us take God at his word and obey him and put his word into practice. Thank you, Jesus. And so God separated him a man from uh, Ishmael, amen. Because the plan of God was always to bring about, amen, the the son in whom uh, through whom He would bless the world, amen. Through through Sarah, the wife of Abraham, and uh, you know this was miraculous because, as I said, they were old people, mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah was barren; she had never had a child, couldn't have children. But at the tender age of 90, amen, the tender age of 90, uh, and Abraham being at the tender age of 100, a centennial, a child was born. Just like God said it would be. You see, he never needs our help. He doesn't need us to figure out. He just wants us to obey. If we obey, we find out that he is the way maker, He can cause things to happen that we have no power or control to cause to happen. Praise the Lord. All we've got to do is put our faith in him. All we've got to do is trust him. So at that ripe old age when human, uh, when nature was saying impossible, amen, God said it's possible because I'm involved. You see, Luke, the writer of the uh, gospel said with God, Nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. But it was this son who they call Isaac, whose name means laughter. Praise the Lord, that God wanted to bless the world. Amen. Praise the Lord our God. And so now Ishmael is gone. And, uh, amen, uh, Abraham and Sarah are raising Isaac. Mm Mm-hmm. And... uh, Uh, Abraham has had several encounters with the Lord in his life experience. And uh, wherein, in the beginning, he started out kind of teetering, you know, like a child does when they first learn how to walk. They they take a few steps and sometimes they fall. You can see they're a little uh, off balance and you don't have to run and try to catch them all the time. Sometimes you need to let them go or just put your arms on the side. Praise the Lord, so they won't fall and hurt themselves, but falling, amen, at that stage is just a part of life. Praise the Lord, amen. But eventually that child, amen, is going to learn how to balance themselves and how to walk without falling. And so Abraham had such an experience in his early walk with the Lord. A few times he fell down. Few times he did things he wasn't supposed to do. Few times, in other words, he didn't trust the Lord like he should have trusted the Lord. Somebody in here knows that I'm talking about.
1: Because, amen, praise the Lord.
0: Amen. When you start out walking with the Lord, everybody doesn't have the confidence and even the obedient spirit that they need to have, amen, so that the Lord can bring them through. Sometimes the things that we get into in life is Our doing has nothing to do with the Lord. It's what, amen, it's our failure to trust him, to have faith in him like we should. But by the time we get to this story, this portion of his life in Genesis 22, amen, Abraham, praise God, is said by the Apostle Paul, amen, to be walking so well with the Lord that he is not even staggering at the promise of God but he is strong in faith, praise the Lord. And I want to encourage those of you today who are teetering, tottering, amen, those of you who are wobbling, those of you who are staggering to realize, if you stay in the church and you stay with Jesus and you pray like you ought to and you obey the word of God, hallelujah, and come on out to church like you should every time the doors are open and, 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 and don't make that the only time you pray, but pray without ceasing. You're going to find as time goes on, amen, you won't be wobbly, you won't be shaking. Praise God. Hallelujah. You won't be stumbling. After a while, you're gonna be able to walk with confidence and boldness, not in your own strength, but in the power of the Lord. Do I have a witness, somebody? Amen. If nobody else I know our our church mothers ought to know what I'm talking about, praise the Lord, because God is great, amen, and He can be great in you if you yield and surrender yourself completely to Him. And so, praise the Lord, amen, at this point of time in life, Abraham has learned how to walk in confidence before the Lord. And so the Lord sends him a test. He said, take Isaac, thine only son, whom thou lovest. Amen. Genesis 22 and 2 is the first time we ever read about love in the scripture. Praise the Lord. The first time it's ever mentioned. Praise the Lord. This was his only son. In other words, this was the seed of promise. And He was a dear son that he loved. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that God told him to take him up to uh, the uh, uh, Moriah and take him to a place that he was going to show him. He said, I want you to offer your son a as a burnt offering unto me. Amen. Now, amen, some of us would have rebuked the thought, amen, and said it came from the devil. But by this point in time, Abraham knew the voice of the Lord and so he didn't stagger, amen, at God's promise or doubt what the Lord said the Bible says in verse 3 he did what he should have done, he got up early in the morning, he didn't roll around on his bed as I said to you like a hot dog on a rotisserie amen, Looking excuses he didn't start coughing, amen and asking Sarah to bring him some honey and tea, and, amen, my nose is a little sniffling, I don't feel so good today praise God, I don't think I can carry this out, amen, he got up early in the morning, praise the Lord, and he, he got this donkey, amen, and two of his young men, and Isaac, and he got him some wood for the burnt offering, uh, and he has headed out in the direction that God sent him in, praise the Lord. And they traveled, the Bible says in verse four, for three days and at that point, amen, hallelujah, oh uh, Abraham looked ahead of him and what he could see was this place that God was sending him to a mount amen, in Moriah. Hallelujah, and the Bible says that Abraham said to his young men, you all stay here with the donkey. Hallelujah. Isaac and I are going up yonder, praise the Lord, and we're going to worship God, and then we're going to come again to you, praise the Lord. Now, there's something worth us understanding here, amen. He said to his young men, the Bible says, and the scripture also says here in verse 5, that he called uh, Isaac a lad, did he not? Mm -hmm. well in the Hebrew the same word uh, for young man is also used for lad so if anybody thinks Amen, based on the artist's conception that uh, uh, Isaac was a little tiny child like maybe one of my little grandsons or something like that amen you are mistaken amen it is the same word amen Isaac at this point is a young man praise the Lord hallelujah and he is journeying with his father so if he he was a young man, he was capable, he was able, he was strong, he was agile, praise the Lord, hallelujah he didn't have to go along with this if he didn't really want to because you've got to remember now, amen let's just say he was in his teens or maybe even his early twenties, amen, when he was born his daddy was a hundred, so Isaac has got to be somewhere 115 or 120 or so, amen, I think that uh I mean Abraham had to be that old, so I think Isaac could have gotten no way (laughs) Hallelujah to the Lord. Praise God. But uh, as they began their journey up the mountain, the Bible says that uh, Isaac turned to his father, amen, and he said, Father, and he said, here I am. He said, "Uh, I see the wood. Uh, He said, I see the fire. Uh, You got the knife. I'm familiar with sacrifice. I, I know how we do this, praise the Lord, but one thing is missing, the actual sacrifice, amen. Where is the sacrifice, Amen. And then you know, uh, Abraham had to speak up. Amen. But Abraham spoke in faith. He said, the Lord is going to provide himself a sacrifice. Uh, praise the Lord our God. He didn't reveal everything to the, the young man at that time. He was walking with God by faith. And sometimes you can't tell everything, praise the Lord. But you are doing what God says do. Amen. Because you know in the end, it's going to be all right. Praise the Lord. Let the church say amen. So amen. They went up uh, to the place that God led him to and they got there together. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And uh, all the while no doubt um, just just thinking like a human being and, and believing that Abraham was a man of like passions just like you and I. Amen. Praise God. Abraham amen at that point knew that some foreign nations sacrificed their children to idols, but he had never been asked to sacrifice a human being to the Lord. Amen. And he was probably running through his mind exactly what's going to happen here. Amen. You see, in Abraham's mind, amen, Isaac was as good as sacrifice because he had purpose within himself. I'm going to do the will of God. But that doesn't mean that he didn't feel the agony and and didn't uh, have some anticipation as he was going out because he was a human being praise the lord hallelujah and so even though he couldn't tell Isaac everything uh, that God had spoken to him amen the very fact that he was moving in that direction demonstrated his faith in the lord and he didn't know how all this was going to play out uh, in the back of his mind praise god according to Hebrews uh, chapter 11 the great hall of faith the bible says uh, amen in chapter I believe verses 17 through 19 that Abraham did this by faith and the Bible says by faith Abraham offered Isaac Praise the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. I know when you look in the story, we already know that a a ram was there, but the Bible says by faith offered Isaac. Abraham offered Isaac. Praise God. He was good as as a sacrifice. He was good as dead in his mind, but when you get to verse 19, amen, the Bible tells us because Abraham believed amen, that God was able to raise his son from the dead. If he took his life, he believed he'd raise him from the dead. Praise God. I'll tell you one reason why Abraham believed that? Because Sarah's womb was dead. Hallelujah. And he had already seen what the Lord could do out of a dead womb and an old, uh, about 99 year old man at the time. Amen. The Lord allowed her to conceive and it wasn't the Holy Ghost that overshadowed her either. Praise the Lord. The Lord allowed these two old people amen to cause a child to be conceived the way folk had been doing it. Amen. Ever since Adam and Eve. Praise the Lord. So he knew if God could bring life out of death that time, he can do it again. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so he walked and you can't tell me he wasn't being bombarded. Hallelujah. Praise God by his own uh, uh, thinking. You can't tell me that meddling demons weren't trying to tell him this is crazy. This is stupid. Why should you be doing this? This is not going to work out. You're going to lose your son. How's God going to keep this promise to you if you don't have a son, hallelujah. But Abraham ignored all that and kept walking. Sometimes you just gotta keep walking. Don't stand around and try to figure it out. Don't get on the phone and talk it over with anybody. Amen. You just have to keep on walking in the direction that the Lord, amen, has set for you. Amen. And don't don't worry yourself too much because, you see, we have this propensity to worry sometimes. And the truth is that most of the things that we worry about never happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the truth is, praise God, amen, we we worry about these things that we don't have any control over. Amen. So worrying about them can't change anything anyway. <laughs> praise the Lord, our God. So we might as well learn to trust the Lord. We might as well learn how to put things in the hand of the Lord and pray about it. Amen. And let him bring it to pass the way he wants to in his own time, in his own way. Praise the Lord, our God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so Abraham journeyed with his son, and they got there. And so Abraham did just like you would normally do, and he began to put the the rocks together and build an altar. And then he had to do something, Amen, that was going to be somewhat iffy. He tied his son up. He tied his hand, and he tied his feet. He bound him. Now I already said to you, Isaac could have run. He could have gotten away. Hallelujah to the Lord. But, Amen. Isaac believed in the God of his father. And this is one reason why parents should not fool around with this. Make up your mind I'm going to walk with Jesus all the way. Make up your mind I'm going to obey the word of God. Make up your mind I'm going to be faithful to the Lord because somebody is watching you. Somebody is following you. Somebody is trying to walk in your footsteps. And if you have faith in God amen and you are Amen. what you ought to be then there's it's quite likely that your children uh, will walk the same way. Uh, but if you're ippy, if you're up uh, and down, if you're in and out, uh, amen, if you're saying things, uh, 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 destroying everything that should be built up, uh, you're going to wreak havoc in your own home. Uh, and children that were raised in the church are not going to stay in the church uh, because they see a double standard. Uh, amen, you've got to be genuine. Uh, you've got to be real you've got to be consecrated you've got to be dedicated you've got to have some serious conviction about the word of God and the commandment of the Lord not deviating from it praise God or being a hypocrite praise the Lord and the Bible said God will bless your seed it will become holy seed even in First Corinthians chapter 7 amen where Paul addressed the condition of two people amen and one got saved two people that are married, one got saved and the other hadn't gotten saved yet. He said the saved one will cause some sanctification to happen in that family, amen. If the unsaved member uh, spouse decides to stay with the saved spouse, if they're pleased, Paul said, to dwell with them, then the Bible said the whole family is going to be sanctified. That didn't mean the husband is going to be saved apart and side from the way God has prescribed, but there's going to be a difference in that home, a blessing upon that home. Praise God, hallelujah. And the children are gonna be sanctified and they are going to be called Holy Seed. I don't know about you, but I have that and we have had that as an expectation and I'm here to tell you the Lord keeps his promises. Is a husband and wife, serve the Lord as they should. Amen, and are not hypocrites and walk uprightly before the Lord. I'm not telling you the enemy's not gonna take a swipe at your family or at your children, but if they see you steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord the same way outside and in the home as you are in the church. Amen. They're going to think that's the way we should be and you know what? They're right. That is the way we should be. We shouldn't be two-faced. We shouldn't be hypocrites. We shouldn't testify one thing in the church and talk another thing at home. Hallelujah. We shouldn't be man-pleasers. We shouldn't get home and run down the pastor in the church, huh? you are killing yourself and killing your family. Huh? And I'll tell you, my heart would be broken huh, if I were to see my children when they were children not want to be saved uh, walking away from God. I don't believe that's the will of God. I don't believe that's the way it's supposed to be. Huh? When you rear up holy seed in this way, it ought to walk with you and follow behind you. Huh? Let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah to God. You don't have to say, Amen. You don't have to believe me, but us right anyhow. Praise God. I'm just trying to help you do it the way the Bible said so you don't have to spend a whole lot of money trying to get them out of jail. Amen. So they're not running the streets like they never knew anything about Jesus Christ. So they don't want to be in the church. So when you look and see them, they don't look more like the world than the people in the world. I don't believe in that. I don't believe this the way it should be. I believe the devil has gotten involved somewhere and is wrecking things. Praise God. You got to have some guts. You got to have some determination, huh? You got to have some backbone, father and mother, praise God, amen, to correct what is wrong in your house. Yes, you have to love your children, but you ought not let them go astray uncontended, You got to open your mouth, you got to walk right and do right, you got to pray and fast, you got to stay in the word, you got to get the word in them, just like Deuteronomy chapter six says, and then you can have good success. If somebody knows that I'm talking about, Lift your hands and say hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. That's the reason why, oh, Isaac, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's the reason why, oh, Isaac could hold out his hand and let his father tie his hand up. That's the reason why his feet didn't get light and he started running. And he let his father tie his feet up. Amen. And Abraham was an old man. I don't know how high that altar was, but amen. Let me tell you something. He had to hoist him up. He had to get him up there. Maybe Isaac even kind of gave a little jump. Praise God. What is he doing? Praise God. I hope you can see the picture. He is willingly giving himself. Come on now. And so daddy had to stretch him out on the altar, underneath the wood. Praise the Lord our God Mm -hmm. and then uh, Abraham took the knife uh, and he raised the knife uh, and I just believe in my own mind you can imagine what you want to imagine but I know how I would feel uh, even if it was a thing that God told me uh, and I had to offer my only son uh, tears would be running down my face uh, meeting underneath my chin dropping on my clothes and dropping on the ground Around. praise the Lord I might need my handkerchief to wipe my nose but I still have the knife in my hand hallelujah to God he was ready then to come down on his son and to slay his only son that he loved praise God amen but look at God some songwriter said he may not come when you want him but he's right on time just when over. Oh, Abraham was about to come down he heard a voice from heaven shouting, Abraham! Abraham! Praise the Lord. He said, Here am I. No doubt in the back of old Abraham's mind. He said, I've never been so happy to hear the voice of the Lord. I've never been so delighted. Amen. Even if it's a delay, I'm glad to hear the voice of the Lord. How about you? Have you ever heard the voice of the Lord speaking to you? Praise the Lord. It's consoling. It's comforting. It's confidence building. I don't know about you, but the Lord has spoken to me on occasion throughout my life. Praise God. And when I hear his voice and I feel his presence, it's even different than running up and down the aisles and jumping around and chatting and talking and speaking in tongues. When I when I feel the power of the Holy God speaking to me, especially as it pertains to this church, huh? I feel another wind blowing. I feel an anointing that is difficult for me to describe. I know it's the voice of the Lord and everything. The Lord has spoken to me since 1995 has come to pass or is on its way. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to tell you. I've always heard an audible voice shouting out, Michael, Michael. Praise God. But I feel something so dynamically different. Praise the Lord. This man is more difficult. Different, amen. Much different than anything. Amen. I typically experience and I know the Lord is speaking to me. He doesn't always talk a long time, he sometimes just gives a word or two or a short sentence. Amen. But God don't have to talk a long time like me. Everything that He has said, Amen, is true, and everything comes to pass, just like He said, Abraham. Don't do the boy any harm. Don't come down on him with the knife now I know that you trust me and you believe me hallelujah to God amen praise God I told you earlier God separated him from his country and his kindred God separated him from Ishmael now God is separating him hallelujah to God this way hallelujah to the Lord our God amen 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 Abraham is getting close closer and closer and closer to the Lord. Isn't that the way it should be? Sometimes you look on your past life, saints, and you see in some situations you weren't everything you were supposed to be. Praise God, but the Lord never passes you to the next grade until you pass the grade you're in. He'll give you another chance. Hallelujah to God. And when you get your next chance, you better study and prepare yourself. in God and pass the test so you can go on to the next level. Let the church say amen. Hey Jesus my God my God amen so here we are with old Abraham praise the Lord and the Bible said the angel said look behind you praise the Lord our God I don't know how long that ram was behind him in the thicket it might have been there all the time I don't know. God couldn't make it just appear there. I don't know. Huh? Abraham could have been so distracted with everything he had to do till he never saw the ram. Huh? But I'm here to tell you this afternoon huh, that God always has a way. Huh? He'll make a way oh, huh, out of no way because you belong to him. Huh? He'll open doors for you huh, that are closed and locked in your face. Huh? He'll make rough roads move. Huh? Hallelujah. He'll bring the high places down. He'll raise up the valley. Why? Because you belong to him. Hallelujah God. Stop letting the devil beat you down and tell you the Lord's not going to do it. Most of us know he can do it. We just struggle with will he do it for me? Well, remind me to come back to that point because I'm going to tell you right now he will do it for you. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord our God. So here we are. Amen. A ram is stuck in the thicket, stuck by his arms. A male sheep couldn't get away. But oh, was Abraham glad to see him? Hallelujah, because that was the sacrifice he had told his son at the foot of Moriah in the presence of his servant. My son and I are going up to worship God. And we will. He didn't say, I will. He said, we will return. Oh, that we would have that. Kind of faith in God huh? today. Huh? Oh, that we would talk strong like that huh? and believe it in life circumstances today. Huh? Let the church say amen. Huh? Abraham was talking strong huh? because hey, glory huh? he knew the God that promised was able. Huh? Do you know the Lord is able? Huh? I said, Do you know the Lord is able? Huh? Glory to Jesus. Huh? And so he got a hold of that ram. Huh? and he cut him up huh? and he put him on the wood huh? he untied old isaac huh? isaac was glad for the rope to come off his hand huh? glad for the rope to come off his feet huh? no doubt he jumped down off that altar huh? he was happy as his daddy abraham huh? hallelujah to god huh? They were rejoicing. I think the tears were still flowing. But somebody said, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and everything he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah. Have you praised him sometime? Till the joy of the Lord so overwhelm you. Until tears of joy come down your face. Didn't you read earlier? Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, can you shout joy? It's coming in the morning. Hallelujah. If you can hold on and hold out, it's going to be all right after a while. Hallelujah. So they slayed that ram. No doubt both of them were happy. They were rejoicing. Nothing like happy worship. Nothing like joyous worship. I look at some of you that come to this church supposed to be members supposed to have the Holy Ghost we come for worship and I think we're on 42nd Street in New York City down in the middle of Manhattan you act like you're at a theater somebody's singing and you're sitting choir singing and you're watching we ought to get together and pray Praise the Lord. We ought to get together and glorify his name. We ought to get together and lift our voice and let it be heard on high. We're not here to be entertained. We are here to praise the Lord. We are here to bless the name of Jesus and glorify the name of God. If we get together like we ought to come together, we'll feel the power and the presence of the lord come down we sing a song sometime it's coming down 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 it's coming down the glory of the lord is coming down when the saints begin to pray and let the lord have his way then the glory the glory the glory Oh, the Lord is coming down. Don't you need help? Don't you need inspiration? Don't you need a blessing? Lift your hands and shout, yeah. When you praise the Lord like you ought to, a fire, Holy Ghost fire, it's going to emerge and begin to burn. And if you know anything about fire, it just don't know how to behave itself. You might start it over here, but if it feels and sees some fuel over there, it'll begin to move toward the fuel. How many of you want to be fuel for the fire of God? Wow you for the fire of God, hallelujah, somebody ought to be shouting, fall on me, consume me, consume me, burn me up, hallelujah, 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 Lord set my soul on fire, let the church shout it, hey. feeling pretty good in the spirit, praise the Lord. I wish the body could hang in there, but I'm feeling good in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. I believe they rejoiced during that worship as they slew that lamb, that ram and started that fire and watched him burn up a whole burnt offering. Everything on the altar was for the Lord somebody said all to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him and in his service freely give because I I surrender all shall yeah shall yeah shall yeah oh Lord thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It was over. Abraham and Isaac went on back down the mountain. Praise God, but that was just a type. Let's talk about the anti-type. Hallelujah. Because Isaac represented Jesus Christ. The Bible said he was obedient under death. Even the death of the cross. When he prayed and had gone the night before his crucifixion he said Lord oh my father I would just love it if you could take this cup from me but nevertheless not my will but thine be done I'm gonna yield to you have your way do I have somebody that'll get to the point now where you want the Lord to have his way in your life Do me, Lord, like you want to do me. Save me, Lord, like you want to save me. Help me, Lord way I need help I'm going to shut my mouth and stop advising you any way you do me I'll be satisfied do I have anybody who's gotten to that level hallelujah to God they tell me I said they tell me that Abraham represented the father Amen. Abraham gave his only son but God stopped him just before the death but God didn't stop he gave his only begotten son Jesus Christ when he hung there on the cross of Calvary where they hung him high and they stretched him wide where he was suffering bleeding and dying for the whole world for your sin and mine he was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him You put him there. I put him there. Your fornication. My sin. Hallelujah. Our lying. Our adultery. Our sin. Fornication. Hallelujah to God. Hypocrisy. Everything we were about. Amen. Cry crucify. Everything we were about. Was the reason. He went to the cross. Hallelujah. God took the sin of the world and He placed it on Jesus. That's why He cried, My God. My God why uh, have thou forsaken me uh, he had never been forsaken uh, matter of fact in John 8 29 uh, he said I always do those things uh, that please him uh, that's why in John chapter 11 uh, he said I'm going to pray uh, for their sake uh, because I know you hear me because uh, I always please you uh, but now on the cross uh, he was forsaken uh, now on the cross he saw what Moses saw in the cleft of the rock he saw the back of God hallelujah and when God turned his back on you there's no hope there's no help there's no deliverance my God my God why have thou forsaken me hallelujah he bled and died And gave his life. Just like that ram was a substitute for Isaac. Jesus was your substitute. Jesus was my substitute. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Jesus was my substitute. Say it like you mean it. Don't whisper it because I should have died for my sin. And you should have died uh, for your sin. Uh, but tell your neighbor, uh, Jesus died. Uh, Jesus died uh, for me. Uh, point to yourself uh, and said he died uh, for me. Uh, For me! For me! For me! Yeah! He died! Wow! Yeah, yeah! He hung and bled and died for me! Yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He died, hallelujah, because he loved you. He died because he loved me. Hallelujah to God. He saw us in our filthiness, in our dirtiness, in our nastiness, in our badness, and he still loved us. Hallelujah. For scarcely, for a good man, would some dare to die. Yeah, peradventure for a good man it is. Hallelujah. Some would dare to die, but God commendeth his love toward us us uh, that while we were yet sinners uh, Christ died for the ungodly uh, you and I were in the ungodly uh, but he gave his life uh, for us Uh, he was buried hallelujah but he's not buried no more Uh, hallelujah Uh, Jesus is not dead Uh, Jesus is alive Uh, do I have a witness Uh, he's alive on that third day, he arose from the grave. He was resurrected just like old Abraham believed. If I have to kill Isaac, I believe God is able to raise him from the dead. He never got to see it. But that's what happened between God and Jesus. The Bible said the father raised him. He was raised from the dead, Paul said uh, by the glory of the father uh, hallelujah uh, he came up out of the grave uh, and he said behold I'm alive forevermore uh, aren't you glad he's living uh, hallelujah uh, and he's not just living uh, as a body uh, but he is uh, the holy ghost uh, yeah Lord uh, Jesus the seers, uh, the holy ghost uh, there's not three persons uh, in the godhead uh, there's only one person uh, father in creation uh, son in redemption uh, holy ghost in the church today uh, hallelujah uh, one god uh, whose name is one uh, one god uh, whose name is jesus uh, and when you call on his name uh, and ask him to come to you uh, he comes to you uh, By his spirit, uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, If you have it, uh, that's your proof uh, that he's alive. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, he lives in you. I said he lives in you. You ought to be glad about it. You ought to glorify him. You were dead in your trespasses of sin. But when you repented and you were baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus and call on the name of the Lord he filled you with the Holy Ghost. And you ought not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Hallelujah! You should have been me. I was the one that deserved to be there, not him. He hadn't done any wrong. The Bible said there was no guile or deceit found in his mouth. He was sinless. He was harmless, separate from sinners. He was the perfect sacrifice for a human being. Hmm? And he paid the price. Yes, he did. He paid what you owed. I know y'all don't believe it. And some are still walking around in their sin. But that's Bible. And if you had a debt today that you could not pay... And someone came along, huh? Someone came along and said, how much do you owe? And you said, more than I can pay. If I sold everything, I'd still come up short, huh? And and, and the judge and the bailiff, they put a sentence on my head. They want to lock me away, huh? And that person said to you, I'll pay your debt. Is it just a matter of the debt being settled? I'll pay the debt. Huh? And if they took out a roll of cash or a checkbook, whatever, and, and, and wrote it out for the amount and took it to the magistrate and gave it to them, and the magistrate looked at it and the amounts match debits and credits and then he took the big red stamp on your receipt and he stamped it. Paid in full. Paid in full. I'm sure you would be saying well thank you very much sir I really appreciate you paying that debt that I could not pay. I was gonna be locked away for the rest of my life but I'm so happy that you paid my debt. Don't nobody that got their right mind do that, huh? Some of us would be like those lepers that didn't come back and say thank you. When the judge said we're free, we forget to come back. We'd be running and jumping and skipping and hollering, and folks would be wondering what's wrong with us. It'd take us a while to realize, you know, I should, I should thank him. Huh? And that's how some of you are, huh? Your debt's been paid for a while and you act like he, like it he was his debt. The debt wasn't Jesus's. The debt was ours. Hmm? Hallelujah. Every time we think about it, we should be running and jumping and praising the Lord and thanking him for what he did. Hallelujah. Because if he didn't do it, we'd be in our sins right now. Huh? We'd be full of guilt and shame With no hope But we have hope today Hallelujah He that spared not his own son But delivered him up for us all How shall he not with him Freely give us all things What are you worried about? Why are you buying another roll of Tums, Maalox, Milk of Magnesia, or whatever else, Zantac, whatever they got out here now? Why are you doing that? When the Lord freely gives to us all things, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is put your trust in the Lord. And stop worrying about it. Praise the Lord. And it's yours. Paul said to the church of Corinth, all things are yours. Hmm? Praise the Lord. If, if you can just wait on the Lord, if you can ask and wait on him and be thankful, knowing that his word is true, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. And, 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 and let me instruct you such, no matter what you pray, even if it looks like something you need, even if it looks like you're in desperate straits, always pray that the will of the Lord be done. Hmm? Pray that the will of the Lord be done. Let him do it the way he wants to do it. Let him do it when he wants to do it. Let him do it how he wants to do it. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you, you will be able to rejoice. If you have the faith you ought to, you can rejoice while you're going through your, 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 your trial. huh? Again, in Romans chapter 4, we don't see that Abraham, the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God. Hmm? But was strong in faith. Yeah, giving glory to God. So let me tell you something, praise the Lord. That's an example to us of what we should be. We can aspire to that. We can read those scriptures and get it in our minds and in our heart. And say, yes, I'm, I'm being tested. I'm being tried. I'm going through something here. But how did Abraham do it? Hmm? Let me not stagger at the promise of God. Let me glorify him and bless him and praise him. Sometime in the midst of your praise. I don't mean making noise just to be making noise, but I mean from your heart, right. you're praising the Lord. Amen. Not worried about what your neighbor's sitting next to you, what they're doing or not. Amen. Actually, I really wouldn't mind it if some of you all were to get your neighbor sometime. You're standing up, get your neighbor and say, neighbor, yeah, get up. Come on, come on, Let's praise the Lord. Because yeah. some neighbors, amen, are holding down the pews. Come on. Where they, you, you didn't know, but there's little brackets mm-hmm. on the bottom of the pews. That's and they're holding the pews to the ground they're doing a pretty good job you don't need to help them get up rise up and praise the Lord hallelujah hallelujah rise up and praise the Lord I, I, I know there's sometimes there's, there's mitigating circumstances but I'm talking about as the norm huh? don't come in here and sit down and go to sleep get up and praise the Lord if we praise the Lord like we ought to praise God the services will get shorter Huh? See, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. The Holy Ghost never eased up on anybody. Never snuck up on anybody. It's a rushing, mighty wind. Hallelujah. What kind of Holy Ghost you got? You ain't got it right. If it's easing up on you, this thing is like lightning, like fire, Hallelujah! Before you know it, your hand done going up. Your brain didn't even tell your hand to go up. The Holy Ghost said, "Praise me," and your hand went up. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Huh? Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. This is a scientific fact. When the Holy Ghost is operating in a human being, many times it bypasses the, the, the area of the brain that gives direction to that part of the body. It doesn't need that. No, it doesn't. Woo! Hallelujah. That's too slow. And we might start thinking. So the Holy Ghost says, praise me. Hand go up head began to rise. Sometimes the feet began to move. <laughs> you weren't even thinking that. Hmm? And it just started happening. Because everything that, all, that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you say to yourself, "Most, where did that come from? Because the Holy Ghost has kicked in and taken over, taken control. Even some of you have, who have yet to receive the Holy Ghost as an indwelling spirit, the Holy Ghost move upon you. Oh, yes, it will. It'll move upon you, amen, and you'll find yourself moving. And then, some of you, the, the, the worst thing about it all is you start coming to yourself. You start thinking. Huh? You start thinking. Holy Ghost picked you up and got you to another part of the room that you weren't even planning on going to. And then it dawns on you, what am I doing over here? It's like pouring cold water on the fire. Huh? Next time that happens to you, start to clap your hands and pat your feet and say, The Holy Ghost is moving on me. Huh? Move, Lord. Move, Lord. Move, Lord. Move, Lord. And begin to praise the Lord. And you'll find that the more you give in, the more you yield, the more you surrender. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord's going to be glorified even through the way you praise Him. Physically in your body. I know some of us are so proud and arrogant. Man, I'm, I can't praise the Lord like that. Huh? And you're just about as dead and dry as they come. I can't praise the Lord like that. That's not dignified. And the Bible says Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. huh? Praise the Lord. And David got the dancing King. Let me see the hands of all the kings in here. All right, what about queens? None present. Well, he was a king. And, and when, the, when, when that ark was coming back and it was done the right way and he saw that God was glorified, he began to dance before the Lord. And he had his royal robes on. He, he must have really been doing some dancing. He couldn't have been like Bishop Moultrie was out here the other a few weeks ago, just waltzing. He must have really been picking them up and putting them down. Hmm? Amen. He was picking them up and putting them up. Because his clothes started. huh? The Bible said the robes started. And his wife looked down and said, Huh? You're not dignified. The daughters of Israel are going to despise you. You're not dignified. Listen, I can't wait till the Lord knock off some of your hats. I want him to knock your hat off. And your hat off. Then we have in church. We ain't having church, or some of y'all that done sat up here. Some of you done sat in here for 10, 15 years or more. I have yet to see you dance in the spirit. Saints, we need to praise the Lord and let the power of God come down until the musicians can't play. Huh? Until all the dignified folk just get to moving under the anointing can't stop. Praise the Lord. Until people come out of their pew, like they're acting like they're on a plane in a safety belt, until they unbuckle their seat belt and come out and begin to praise the Lord and glorify Him. Even a stiff folks folk begin to shake a leg. Because huh? that's what you need to do anyway, that's why you're stiff because you ain't moving. Hallelujah. God designed a body so that when you start to move it, it begins to lubricate itself. Praise the Lord. You get up and get to move. See, this is why the saints are so blessed. This is why they don't look old. Huh? Because they stay out of sin and they praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why they can run and they can jump and they can glorify God. Even old folk, we can even run. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we may not be able to run as fast, but what do you think hit that brother over there who's got a problem with with his hip like Jacob? What do you think hit him when you see him out in the middle of the floor praising and blessing God, blessing God and his legs are going up? If his doctor saw me, he'd say, Jimmy, what you doing? What you doing? All they do is say, the Holy Ghost, Doc. The Holy Ghost, I'm just praising the Lord. I'm just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop being so self-conscious. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. But I don't know what you all think is going to be going on in heaven. I know folk are going to be making a lot of noise in hell. They're going to be screaming and, you know, all that stuff down there, gnashing their teeth. There's going to be a lot of noise down there. I don't know what you think is going to be going on in heaven. Huh? I don't read anywhere where we're going to be just sitting on a throne somewhere. We don't done that down here. We done that. If you let my English be that way. You're not going to heaven. Huh? I know they used to sing a song down south, Sit Down Servant. I can't sit down. huh but heaven's not going to be a place for sitters there's probably no chairs there D. and there definitely ain't no pews hallelujah hallelujah we're going to have a new body likened unto his glorious body what do we need to sit down for we can pop wherever we want to go we got to just think about it and we're there hallelujah The Lamb himself shall be the light. The saints are going to be singing redeemed. The angels are going to be looking in on what's going on. Huh? And it's just going to be nothing but glory in the presence of the Lord. And people praising the Lord and shouting hallelujah. It's going to be noisy and joyous and glorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might as well start practicing. You might as well start practicing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because something special happens to you, even to your physical person, when you allow the Lord to come in and bless you and anoint you like that. And many people, as big, big, big begin to praise the Lord, received healing in their bodies. Some people that didn't have the Holy Ghost, they get up and they begin to clap their hands and sing the songs of Zion and praise the Lord. And for the first time, they get out of themselves and here comes the Holy Ghost like a rushing mighty wind. And in the middle of their praise, they begin to speak with, I'm I'm not talking about stuff I've read. I'm talking about stuff I've witnessed and I've seen. Right in the midst of their praise, they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues. Praise the Lord. And in this church, on more than one occasion, the Holy Ghost has come in and then we just say, well, the Holy Ghost took over the service. So there's no need. We can, huh? Holy Ghost took over the service. Is that right? Yeah. So what are well, we going to go back and pick up the order of service for the Holy Ghost to move? Yeah. Tear the program up. All we wanted was for the Holy Ghost to have its way. The, whole the Holy Ghost can do more in a few moments than we can do in a lifetime. Amen. That's why you just need to praise the Lord and be thankful and don't get distracted. Distraction is of the devil. Amen. Come on and stand with me. Oh, it should have been me. It should have been me. I deserve to die for my own sins. The big problem with that is there would have been no redemption for me. I would have died a sinner, and without Christ, no hope. But he died for me. And he was buried, and he rose again for my justification and for yours. And he says, Because I live, ye shall live also. Thank you, Jesus. And so, what a blessed privilege today. Maybe there's somebody who realizes that they're a sinner. They need the immediate help of the Lord. If you would just acknowledge your sin to the Lord, let him know you're sorry and ask him to forgive you. He'll hear you. His ears are open unto our cry. And he will do it for you. That's why he came all the way from heaven down. If you've repented from your sins, you need to be baptized for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins. This is God's way. If you